0: Employers are going to have to take a whole new approach to hiring if they wish to attract talent in the post-pandemic age. Hi everybody, I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. The process of interviewing and hiring job seekers has essentially been fixed in stone for years. Most of the time, the power lies with the employer, with candidates having to prove their worth to the company by answering a series of questions that can border on the bizarre. That dynamic is often present even in times of historically low unemployment. So shouldn't it be all the stronger now, with tens of millions of workers out of a job? Not so fast, says author and business strategist Jack Watley. He believes that, because of changes wrought by the coronavirus pandemic, companies must completely revamp the way they recruit and hire, even to the extent of launching employer branding campaigns so as to attract top talent. Other terms used by Whatley that you might not have heard before include employer engagement algorithm and a human code DNA hiring system explanations forthcoming in my conversation with Jack Watley. Well Jack Watley, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Bob. I truly appreciate it.
0: Jack, why do you believe that companies will need to change the way they recruit talent in the post-pandemic age?
1: I think what's basically happened is the employees or the people in the job market have changed. And what I mean by that is when people experience sudden job loss, realize how vulnerable they are and how important job security is, it's changed the criteria for choosing a job. And I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to reevaluate where we in our job. Is this what I want to do? Is this the career that I want? And then they're going to make appropriate actions moving forward. And companies are going to need to be cognizant of this while they're putting together their marketing campaigns and trying to bring back the employees that they laid off to the workforce.
0: So what is it you think that employees are most scared of right now?
1: a uh, time of change like we're currently in right now, I think one of the biggest concerns people have is uncertainty. How long is this going to last? How am I going to survive? Will I have a job to go back to? And do I want to go back to the job that I used to have? Mm-hmm. So I think these concerns people are having, it really can be summed up as the fear of the unknown. We're in uncharted territory. And that makes people nervous and concerned.
0: Well, you would think that they would go for the familiar. They laid off and they're they're offered the job back. Why wouldn't they just come back? Are are you saying that's not necessarily to be assumed?
1: I would say that's exactly it, sir. Uh, It's not necessarily to be assumed because basically what happened is all of a sudden millions of people's lives changed overnight. One minute, we have more jobs than we have people available, and now we have 30-some-odd million people file for unemployment. And in times of turmoil and unknown, like we're experiencing now, it's human nature to want to be safe and have a feeling of security. And... The biggest contributor to feeling safe and secure is having a job that you know is going to be there, that you've got money coming in, you can take care of your family and friends. And unfortunately, for about 30 million people in America right now, that's gone. They have no job. So they're going to be shifting the priorities I see or that they choose in a job. So that the focus is going to be more towards safety and security versus not. And if you were laid off, do you want to put your time, energy and effort in an industry where it can happen to you again and disrupt your whole life? Most people don't. And I think that's why we're going to see a lot of people not returning.
0: I want to follow up on this idea of changing job priorities, because you said when you're referring to that, I think you were talking mostly about the value that employees are going to place on safety. But are they going to have a different attitude toward the job in general and toward the role of of work in their lives? Are they, do you think they're going to come back just with a different attitude altogether?
1: I believe that definitely is going to be the case because there's basically three generations that are going to be in the workforce and this pandemic has affected each one of them, but it's going to change them a little bit differently. And here's what I mean. I'm a baby boomer. I was always brought up to go to school, get a good education, get a job, work really hard, climb the ladder of success. You're going to get the gold watch at the end of the rainbow and you can retire. Well, we know starting in the 80s, that's changed. So that started shifting the workforce on how they valued a job. The old day was get a job, stay at it, work really hard. Well, after the 80s and the changes that business has made, it's changed how people value that job. In the 80s, there was a time when business, it was successful or it was a good business practice to have what I'd call – Balance the books on the back of your employees. So in the 80s, there were business models and business processes that valued destroying the company, not caring how it affected the employee for maximizing shareholder value. Then we have the crash of 2008 and 2009. And now we have this which is the pandemic, which has affected everybody. And I think what that's done is it's forced everyone to look back and say, hey, do I want to sell my soul for one job? Do I want to sell my soul for one career? Or do I want to live life while I make a living instead of making a living so that I can live my life?
0: And do you want to continue to trust the employer who found you somehow dispensable at one point, laid you off and now begs you to come back. It's like, I would imagine like, hmm, maybe not. I have to agree with you. And
1: I'm dealing with that actually right now because also I have a staffing agency that I run and I've been helping customers that had to lay people off because of the slowdown. Now they're trying to bring them back. And that's the challenge. All the people that I'm talking to are like, why do I want to put my faith in my future in a company that didn't value me when they could have? Mm -hmm. And that's going to definitely change the makeup of the entire workforce, and I think it's going to affect almost every industry out there.
0: Okay. Realizing that now, how must employers change their recruiting techniques?
1: You know what? The sudden change in the job market and the challenges that people are going through has raised the level of skepticism that employees are going to have in business and in government. And the best way that a company can help address that skepticism is with an employer branding campaign, because an employer branding campaign basically describes how a company's reputation is as a place to work, and it's going to be how business will market their jobs in the future and also use that as a way to retain the employees they currently have. It's just like your personal reputation. The better you are, the more job offers you have. Well, it's going to be the exact same with your employer brand. Mm -hmm. The better your employer brand, the more people that we're going to work for you. And a large portion of that employer brand message is going to be based on the reviews and referrals of previous employees.
0: Where is this branding campaign going to be waged and what is it going to consist of exactly?
1: Well, that's a really good question because that's when we start talking about human resources is going to actually start to morph into, instead of being a place where employees have to show their value before they get the interview, like the old command and control model. Now I see businesses shifting it to focusing their recruitment as more of a sales and marketing strategy. So it's going to happen throughout the entire engagement process, While someone's being recruited from before they communicate with the company to when they start communicating with the company, as they are moving through the stages of being hired, that's where we're going to have to emphasize our company's compensation plan to make sure that we're taking care of our people. We're going to have to really focus on our company culture because we all know the better the fit for your culture, the more successful the candidate's going to be. And companies are going to have to be really cognizant of their values. And that's where they're going to be able to share that information in a third-party format to help validate the hidden fears candidates will have before choosing to work there.
0: Do you propose this regardless of what the unemployment situation is? I mean, when unemployment is high, the the power, the dynamic shifts in favor of the employer. But when it's the other way around, they can't be so picky. And so are you saying that no matter what, that branding campaign has to be carried out, that you have to actually seek employees regardless?
1: I absolutely believe that to be the case. Just because COVID-19 has come in and completely disrupted The world of employment in people's lives and business doesn't mean that all of the labor shortages prior to COVID 19 aren't in effect. But the focus of most companies that I talk to and what we do is we're not just trying to hire somebody, we're trying to hire top performers. Top performers will always be in demand. And because there are so many people in the job market, it's what people are going to use as a way to attract the people that make sense to work in their company and repel the people that won't be a good fit in their company. Does that
0: change the questions that you ask in an interview? I mean, up to this point now, employers have developed with the help of consultants some very strange and very elaborate series of psychological questions that that are supposedly will determine whether that prospective employee is right for your organization. Does that shift too?
1: I believe that's going to completely shift and be redone. I have a feeling that the recruitment process is going to go from more of a, let me ask you a series of questions, and the better you answer the questions, the better your opportunity of getting hired, to being more of a prescription-based model. Similar to like going to a doctor, the recruiter is going to talk to their candidates and really try to find out what are they looking for? What do they want? Where are their goals and where are their objectives? So that you can start to build that relationship. The fact that people have changed the way they value their job, we need to change the way that we value them in the job. And by showing them courtesy, respect, but more importantly, letting them know that Working at your company is going to be a good fit and it's something they should do, but also letting them know this might not be the best place for you.
0: What an interesting change because for years and years, any book you picked up on how to get a job would stress that when you go into a job interview, you don't sit there and tell your prospective employer how much you want this, what this job will do for you. You talk about what you can do for the company. Now you're suggesting a completely different paradigm in which it really is more about what the company can do for the employee, or at least equal what the employer can do for the employee. Would would that be accurate to say?
1: I would say that is right spot on. Uh, You're really good at it. And the main reason for that is this. Two months ago, we had more jobs than we had people available to fill them. And then in two shapes of a lamb's tail, we got 30 million people unemployed and not knowing how they're going to take care of themselves for the future and by a company showing their potential candidates that they care for them and they respect them as a person and how they treat them in the interview process is going to give them the recruiting advantage over the company that says, hey, so tell me, what kind of animal are you? Versus the recruiter that comes in and says, hey, Bob, I really appreciate you coming with us. Why did you choose our company? What are the things that you're looking to get out of your career with us? And then making it more of a win-win instead of a let me stand here and be the guard to the gate and you got to come up with answers to get through the gate.
0: To what degree is it important that this branding campaign be kind of a proactive effort on the part of a company reaching out to community perhaps in the form of hiring fairs in the form of going on campuses of universities and spreading your brand so to speak by your own nomenclature here is it really have to be that i mean is how do you spread the word is that a good way to do it
1: You know what, for some industries, that's going to be absolutely the perfect way to do it. For most businesses, an employer branding campaign is mainly an online event. Because what happens when employees are choosing what company they want to go or what company they want to work for, they're going to have interaction with the company that's going to give them preconceived ideas on what it's like to be in that company. Then what they're going to do is they're going to go online and they're going to search out. And in their searching process, what they're going to do is two things. Validate what you said was real about the company or say, hey, you didn't validate what you said was real about the company, and then they start to build that distrust, and that's where we'll lose our candidates.
0: What is an employee engagement algorithm?
1: An employee engagement algorithm is a time in an employee life cycle, when someone is open to changing jobs. And here's basically what I mean. You know, like over the last six years, employment has changed. Not long ago, when you hired an employee, they would stay with you anywhere from four to six years. So if you did a good job of hiring, it was safe to say that your human resources department would not be on a constant hamster wheel of trying to bring people into the company. Well, because of the shifts in Happened in the, the 80s, the 2008 and 9, and COVID 19 has drastically changed the way people are going to look at their job. And here's what I mean most employees know that we're not going to retire at the company that we're working at. So, how is that company going to help us get to the next stage in our career? When somebody focus on working at a job is no longer to retire there but to build a skill set that they could sell for a higher price to that job or to a new job it shortens their life cycle so about r- right now people are averaging 1 year and 9 months is the tenure of an employee which basically means that the company is replacing these people every 2 years but during that time frame we've seen places of time where people are more open to hearing your employment message and engaging with you about leaving their company and an employee engagement algorithm identifies those timeframes, delivers messaging to the candidates that are in our system during those timeframes to convince them or to show them the opportunity of leaving where they are to come work for us. It's what a company will do to reduce their advertising cost and reuse the people that they lost when they were recruiting them that were qualified for a reason other than qualifications.
0: But the tricky part of using a word like algorithm is that it implies mathematical formulas. And it sounds like you're saying that you're t- basing the whole decision on some kind of a mathematical calculation. I'm sure that's not what you're proposing. I'm sure you're saying that there's still a human element here to, to, in the mix.
1: The reason we use algorithm because it was the best way to explain what we're doing. Everything we do is based on human nature. And I'll give you a quick example. What do we all know when we choose to a job? When someone says or when I'm recruiting somebody and they're like, hey, Jack, I appreciate you, but I'm going to choose to work at company X. I say, great, no problem. What do I know is going to happen in that candidate's mind and emotions once they've accepted that job? They're gonna experience what most people have experienced when they buy something, and in the sales world, they call it Briar's remorse. And in the human resources world, it's did I make the right choice? And is this is the grass truly greener on my side? So we know that when someone first accepts a job, the, they're vulnerable to in the first ninety days of losing them. The company's vulnerable for losing them. But in that ninety-day time frame, when they first start. We know that they're second-guessing themselves. They're judging, is this truly what it is? And then they start experiencing, is this truly the environment that I was told that I was going into? And a good recruitment marketing campaign is going to keep your employer brand and career message in front of those people because that is a time when they're most apt to Leave where they are and come work for you.
0: And finally, you're deploying a biological metaphor here. And I'd like you to explain to me real quickly. We're going to be running out of time pretty soon. But Mm -hmm. I just want to know, what is a human code DNA hiring system?
1: God, I really appreciate that you asked that question. The human code is unique to a company just like DNA is unique to a human being. We know that when an employee is looking for a job, there's three things that they're judging your company by, whether you know it or not, and I call them your human code elements. And the first thing that they're judging you by is going to be your compensation plan. Do you offer enough money? Does it make sense for me to go here? Once we've accomplished that, the next decision point is going to be the culture What is it like to work in this company? What do the people value? What do I make sense? Do I fit in? Is this for me? And then the third part of the human code is going to be your values. Do you live your values? And does the company express values? Those are going to be the cores of our message. The DNA portion of the recruitment campaign is how we deploy them. So there's four points to your a company's DNA or recruitment marketing DNA. The first one is going to be the positioning you choose your company, and you're going to use your employer brand to do that. Then you need to package that, and that's going to be your employer messaging. Then from there, you need to promote that, which is going to be your recruitment marketing, your technology, your software, and the fourth element, which is the most important, which is going to be engagement with your recruitment team.
0: There's a lot more to be said on this subject, and I know you're going to go into great detail in your upcoming book, Jack, called Human Code of Hiring, DNA of Recruitment Marketing. That book is due to come out later this year, but we're going to link in the show notes to that book's website so that readers and potential readers and listeners can get a look at it and be ready for it when it comes out. In the meantime, Jack Watley, I want to thank you for a fascinating conversation about... About just how employers need to pivot in this new era of hiring and recruiting. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Bob, thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it.
0: That was my conversation with author and recruitment strategist Jack Watley, talking about how businesses must change the way they hire. We're online at www.SupplyChainBrain.com where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. Stay well, and see you next time.